0: You're listening to The Dog Ate My Homework, a podcast with me, Melanie Doppler of Math Coach Connection. Hey everyone, I hope you're having a great day. You should be really proud of yourself because just by listening to this podcast, you are taking the first steps towards supporting your child with math. I mean that. The fact that you found time in your day to listen to this podcast is going to really make an impact on your child. In this episode, we are going to talk about setting your child up for success with their homework. I think in order to be successful in life, you have to take steps to set yourself up for success. For example, after my family eats dinner, if I look at the dirty dishes in the sink and decide not to do them, well, then I'm not setting myself up for success the next day. Because when I wake up, I have a sink full of dirty dishes that I have to deal with. On the other hand, if I do the dishes, it might take time now, but then I will start my day off on a much more positive note tomorrow. And what could I do to set myself up for success in doing the dishes? I could make sure I have enough dish soap, clean dish brushes, a dish towel, and so on. Maybe I could put some music on to motivate myself. Taking little steps to make sure I can be successful in doing the dishes is a small example of how we can set ourselves up for success on a daily basis. So to set our kids up for success on homework, which ultimately sets them up to be successful mathematicians, and sets your family up for success with a positive night without homework drama, there are three things that are very important. The first is time, setting time aside for homework, The next is space, making sure your child has an appropriate space for doing homework. And the third thing is setting clear expectations for homework time. So let's break those down and think carefully about how we can set our kids up for success with their homework. Setting a time to do homework is very important. It might be different for every family. In fact, it will be different for every family. Maybe it's right after school, maybe it's right before your child goes to bed, Maybe it's when your child wakes up in the morning before school some days. It really depends on your family's schedule. And it also might change day to day depending on if maybe you have an after-school sport one day and so on. So pick a time that works for your family and make sure your child knows when that homework time is. You could even write it on a visual calendar that you keep on your refrigerator or on the wall so your kids know when that time is for homework that time does not have to be the same for every child. So if let's say you have a first grader and a fifth grader, well, the expectation for kindergarten and first grade if they have homework, would more likely be about 15 minutes to 20 minutes. Whereas a second through fifth grader might have more like 30 to 45 minutes, depending on how much homework they have. So it can be different for each child, but make sure that you and your child know and agree upon the amount of time that they'll be working on their homework each day. This is a great time to talk to your child's teacher and ask about how long their homework should be taking. Because if their teacher has an expectation, you don't want your child sitting there working on homework for an hour and a half, let's say, if really the homework is intended to take 20 to 30 minutes. And on that same note, if your child is supposed to be spending 30 minutes or so on homework, but they finish their homework in five minutes every day, then they may not be getting enough practice or enough enrichment. So they may need supplemental practice activities so that they're getting that 30 minutes or so of practice on a regular basis. No matter how much time is the right time for your child, make sure you set that time aside for homework each day. The second thing that is so important for kids to be set up for success on homework is to make space, physical space for your child to do their homework. Try to find a place in your home that is as distraction-free as possible. I know this can be hard, but try to remove the toys, iPad, turn off the TV, get books and games out of the area so that it's clear and freed up for your child to really focus on their homework. Kids are naturally so distractible. Even if we try to clear space for them, they'll still probably find a way to get distracted. So if you can make that space as clear and clean as possible, that's a really great place to start. Your space might not look the same based on each child or from family to family. So sometimes your homework space might be in the car while you're waiting to pick up your other child from practice or on the subway or on the bus on the ride home, or it might be in your office when they come to work with you or in the waiting room of a doctor's office. Wherever that space is, try to make it as distraction-free as possible. If you're in the car, turn the music down or off, Make sure your child doesn't have their phone or tablet easily accessible. If you can give them a hard surface like a lap desk or clipboard or even the back of a magazine can help. So they're not just writing on a sheet of paper on their lap with a pencil. Another thing that's really helpful for creating this homework space is to make sure your child has what they need for homework in that space. Get a couple of sharpened pencils or a pen with an eraser maybe a glass of water or snack whatever your family chooses and have those things in your child's homework space so they're not having to get up to get materials or things they need which can become a distraction from homework creating a space that is conducive to learning and focusing is crucial for children to try their best on homework so make sure your child has time to do their homework make sure to set up a physical space for homework And the third thing is to set very clear and reasonable expectations for your child for homework time. It can start with something as simple as, we use the bathroom before homework time. And that way I expect that during homework time, you're not getting up and using the bathroom all the time and taking your homework time for that. Like I already mentioned, having snacks and water or whatever it might be, Make that a clear expectation with your child. You can say, during homework time, we don't have snacks or water, if that's what you choose. Or during homework time, you get to choose one snack and bring it to your homework space with you. Set clear expectations also for what it looks like and sounds like during homework time. For example, you might say, during homework time, I expect to see you sitting at the table or sitting on the floor on your blanket or wherever your space is, I expect to see you working on your homework and looking at your homework with your eyes on your page. I expect to hear no talking or music. I expect to hear you wor- you working. Or if your child has certain music that you've said is okay for them to listen to during homework time, and for some children that actually really does help them focus, then you can say, I expect to hear your focus music playing and so on. Sometimes children are more audio visual visual learners and sometimes they're more kinesthetic learners. So for some children, they may need to move around while they're working on their homework and that's totally fine. You set that expectation for your child. So you could say, I expect that I'll see you moving around a bit and that's okay. So again, every child is individual. You set those expectations that are appropriate for your child, but just make sure that those expectations are clear. This is a great time to include your child in the expectation setting discussion. Have them help you come up with a set of expectations that they think are reasonable for homework time. That way, when you enforce those expectations, your child feels like they were part of the discussion and they feel that it was reasonable for them to follow those expectations. In going along with expectations, there is something important I want to emphasize, and that is try really hard if you can to not reward your children for just finishing their homework. And I'll say that again because it's a bit of a wild thought, but try to not reward your kids just for finishing their homework. Don't say, hey, if you finish your homework, then you can play on the iPad. Or if you finish your homework, you get a treat or a sticker. Things like that. I know this is much easier said than done, and it's totally okay if you're already doing that or if you just started doing that reward system. But the reason why I recommend slowly taking that away is because if we reward our children for completion of homework, then they're likely going to rush through their homework just to get it done. And that's not what we want from the teacher perspective. We really want to see what kids know. That homework is a great informal assessment of what children understood from that day's lesson. And it's also a really important time for your child to practice and really understand those concepts. So, if a child rushes through their homework, they might actually understand something, but because they rush through their homework, it might appear as though they don't understand it. And then the following day in class, the teacher might pull a small group of children to review or a different small group for a challenge, and your child might not end up in the correct group based on what they showed on their homework. So, make sure you're not rewarding them for just completion of homework. If rewarding positive behaviors works well for your child and family, then I recommend just a slight reframe of the language of this reward. Instead of rewarding children for just finishing, try rewarding them for trying their best on their homework. You can outline what trying their best looks like. For example, you answered every question, you labeled your answers, and so on. Trying your best is a term that looks very different for every child. So you can outline with your own child what trying their best looks like, and then reward them if they tried their best. I don't recommend hovering over your child's shoulder or making sure their answers are correct. That's not the goal. The goal is for your child to build those independent problem-solving skills and show what they know on their homework and to build understanding as they practice those concepts learned at school. A quick check-in at the end of homework time, or when they feel like they're finished, where your child can show you one of the problems they solved and explain how they solved it, is a great way to check their work to see if they tried their best. This is also a great suggestion if your child does their homework at an after-school program. Having your child come home and show you one problem from homework will give them that accountability piece to make sure they got it done and did it to the best of their ability. I highly recommend within your time frame of homework for your child, tell them if they finish early, here are your choices, and make sure that those choices are educational, so something related to homework. For example, if you set 30 minutes aside for homework time and your child finishes in 10 minutes, then make sure they have some educational choices to choose from, such as choosing a book to read or working on a math activity, maybe it's a project, flashcards, a game, Whatever you choose, but make sure that their early finisher activity is still related to school, still related to learning, so that if they do finish, that's awesome. They can have some enrichment time, but they know that it's not just, ooh, I get to rush and finish, so I get my sticker, or I get to play on the iPad, and so on. And I will say as a side note, if you do have educational apps on your child's iPad or tablet, then that is totally fine as an early finisher. Just set those expectations with your child so that they know. I want to remind you to be flexible and reasonable. If your child finishes their homework in 25 minutes, they don't have to spend an extra 5 minutes doing a math activity, that they clearly spent a good amount of time practicing in their homework. Also, if you know it's a day where you have to get ready for something at night, or your child is doing homework in the car, or somewhere other than at home, you might have to adjust your expectations accordingly. So set your child up for success on their homework by making sure they have a set time to do it, a specific homework space with the materials they need, and make sure you set clear expectations for homework time. This is all easier said than done though, right? I know there are parents and guardians sitting out there listening, thinking, well, what if I tell my child to do this? I give my child 30 minutes to do their homework in a specific space with clear expectations, but they sit there the entire time. That is a real possibility. Maybe they're doodling on their paper, staring out the window. I know plenty of kids who would rather stare out the window and watch the leaves fall than actually do their homework. Like I mentioned earlier, kids can be distractible and they typically don't love doing their homework. So what do we do in that situation? My recommendation is to try to find the root of the problem. Maybe your child doesn't understand their homework. Sit down with them and have them try to solve a problem for you. That might help you see what's challenging for them. This is also a great time to communicate with your child's teacher and ask if there are some specific areas that they're struggling with in class where you can support them at home. You can pull some tools from your toolkit Which you may not have the tools yet to support your child in specific content areas, but in this podcast I will equip you with grade level and content specific knowledge and activities to try at home that can be very helpful in this situation. Communication with your child's teacher is key because your child's teacher needs to know if your child is not understanding their homework. Like I mentioned before, if it is homework that's intended to take 20 minutes and it's taking your child an hour, then that is something your child's teacher needs to know so that they can help figure out where your child is struggling and either reteach or put supports in place to help them build that understanding. Oftentimes, children use hands-on manipulatives in the classroom, such as counters, cubes, fraction strips, and so on, but then they might not have access to these at home So it might be something as simple as asking your child's teacher if they can have a set of manipulatives to use at home. Or listen to my podcast for some great at-home manipulative activities and ideas to try. For example, use Cheerios or blueberries instead of counters. If your child appears to understand the content of the homework, but is just refusing to do their homework, then a good strategy is to set small goals sometimes it's overwhelming to have a page of 20 math problems so start by having your child solve one problem two problems and then build from there maybe one day they solve just the even problems or just the odd problems on the page and as a math teacher i love that because we're bringing in the math concept of evens and odds this is a great way to make a large homework page look a lot more manageable Another strategy is to just use a blank sheet of paper to cover up the entire page except for one problem, and then slide that page down as your child completes problems. This makes a large homework page feel less overwhelming. And if you want, your child can use that extra sheet of paper to show their work and solve the problems. Just make sure to slip that page in with your child's homework so that their teacher can see their work. This shouldn't be a long-term situation. But it should help to bridge the gap between not doing any problems on homework and being able to try their best to complete their homework. But again, communicate with your child's teacher so that you are on the same page about their goals. You don't want your child showing up to class the next day with only the even problems on their homework done. But if you communicate with your child's teacher and say, hey, at home we're really working on manageable homework goals, is this okay? and they can support you and help you make sure your child is still getting the practice they need. Before I wrap up, I want to mention that you are not your child's teacher, but you are their supporter and best advocate. It is not your job to hover over their shoulder or make sure their homework answers are correct, or even that they finish every problem. Your role as the supporter is to set your child up to be able to successfully do that independent homework practice by giving them specific time, a clear space, and setting homework expectations. This will help set your child up for success not only on math homework, but as they grow as a mathematician. I hope this episode was helpful. For some more quick homework tips, listen to episode six, and check out my grade level specific episodes this season. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Dog Ate My Homework. Be sure to follow my podcast for more episodes and check out mathcoachconnection.com for more information and resources.